Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise base in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God and his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are boasting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed by God specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with us, leaving a write-up of it in the comment section. Or you can send it to us via email at contact at pdjministries.org. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Oh, amazing things flow from salvation. Reason why salvation is the helmet you wear. One of your armor, the armory of God, is the helmet of salvation. There are a lot of people who are saved, yet they forget they are saved. They don't think they are benefits from salvation. So he said, look, when you put on helmet, what does it do? It protects your brain. So that if the devil wants to deceive you in your mind, the salvation helmet protects you from the deceitfulness of the devil. So you must every day be telling yourself, thank God I am saved. Thank God I am saved. In Jesus I am saved. Oh, not by works, but by faith in Christ Jesus. I am saved by grace in the name of Jesus. You see, and you begin to look out for the benefit. The benefit of salvation. When a man is saved, he has moved from, from, from death to life. When a man is saved, he has received righteousness. For a man is saved, he becomes God's own righteousness. Anytime the gospel is preached, you show up. Are you aware? <laughs> the Bible says that I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ Jesus. Do you know that? And it said, it is the power of God unto what? First to the Jew and to the Greek, right? Romans 1, 16. Then he said, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed. Is that correct? Now, did the Bible say you have become the righteousness of God? So when the gospel is preached, the Christian is revealed. So the meaning of Christian is the revealed ones. That's, the, that's what the Christian is. When we say you are a Christian, we are, in other words, you are the revealed one. A Christian is not somebody that is holding Bible going, you know, you know. Anytime the gospel is preached, Christian shall be revealed because when the man believes in Christ and receives Jesus, Christianity, a Christian is revealed. A son of God is revealed. A born again is revealed. Anytime the gospel is preached, Christianity is revealed. For God, the faithful one, is not unfair. How can he forget the beautiful work you have done for him? He remembers the love you demonstrated as you continually serve his beloved. The word serve here is to give financially to his people. That's how the Greek renders it. To give financially to his people. He said he will not forget your work. So I just want to bring it into context. You are not giving. You think it's the carrying of chairs. He has his own re reminding. But this one, he's talking about those who gave to his people financially. You assist his people financially. Okay? Alright, so he said, you serve his beloved ones for the glory of his name. Go on. 
But we long to see you passionately advanced until the end and you will find hope fulfilled. Uh -huh. So don't allow your heart to grow dull. Now the word is not dull. In the Greek, the word is illegitimacy. You behave like an illegitimate child. Like a bastard. Usually, don't, don't grow like that. Behave like a legitimate child. The word is not dull. You are a legitimate child of, of God. Stop behaving like an illegitimate one. Can you see that? Go and do your own research, you see. He said, but follow the examples of those who fully received what God has promised because their strong faith and patience and endurance. So God is telling you that he, he's, 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 he's rallying behind you so that you enjoy fully, fully every blessing, not halfway. Because he says some people have done it. And he's telling you how they got it. They got it by faith and by patience, endurance. If you see this scripture like this, you begin to give yourself some months and say, Lord, I'm going to grow in these areas. I'm going to grow in my faith. So you begin to study the word, listen to messages, study the word, listen to messages, study the word. And then patience. As you pray, and it looks like the wind is not blowing, you are still waiting. Okay, you are waiting. You still trust. You still trust. Sometimes when it is delay, it's not like God doesn't... No, it's not even a delay. It's not called delay. It's schooling. You are being schooled. You are being schooled. You need to learn patience. It's a spiritual exercise. If you don't have it, you cannot receive. Look, I'm not the one. He's saying, follow, follow the examples of those who fully received what God has promised because... Because of their strong faith and what? Patience and endurance. I'll show you another one as well. Go on. Now, when God had made, made a promise to Abraham, Abraham, since there was no one greater than himself, he swore an oath on his own integrity to keep the promise as sure as God existed. So he said, have no doubt I promise to bless you over and over and give you a son. Now, God is telling me how he works things. He's the God that blesses over and over and over and over. And give your son and multiply you with their measure. So, God is the God that blesses over and over and is the God that multiplies. Can you see God like this? Did he show to Jesus five loaves, two fish? He multiplied. The woman with dough and oil, he multiplied. The woman with oil he said, Go and borrow, he multiplied. He's called the God of Oxano, the God of increase. Can you know God like this? Sometimes you have to. I heard a story of Pastor Chris. They said they were going for a meeting, healing school. Sometimes it's good to learn what people are doing that makes them who they are. The people were ready. It was time for the man to enter. They waited and waited four hours. Pastor Chris was not coming. Four hours. So the leaders were, ah, what is happening? So now they were now going to where he was to check what he was doing. When they went, 
He was like this. In the, in the office. And all he kept saying was that. What was the scripture? And he set all the captives free and healed their, sick, their sicknesses. You know, it was a scripture he was quoting. He had quoted that scripture for four hours. You see, you have not come to understanding of... So when you hear him teach about meditation, Pastor Chris doesn't preach anything he doesn't do. Now listen, so the people were wondering that the people are delaying. So they were about going to where he was. They literally fell a glass. Came, phew, like this. They literally hit the glass and came back. The glory of God was like this. Pastor Chris didn't even know they were in the room. He was not doing pataya, tayandaba. He was just quoting the scripture. There is life in the word. There is life in the word. Pick one word and begin to say it. Say it. Say it. Say. He said that scripture for four hours. I now know the secret behind his healing, healing school thing. Just a scripture. Pick the word. The Bible says that God multiplies without measure. So I can be down for one hour. You are the Lord that causes multiplication without measure. You are the God that you are speaking with the word of God. You are speaking life. You are speaking scriptures. And this word you are speaking will come alive. Don't just be quoting them once in a while without that thing even entering into your head. When you are done like this, it's not found in you. When we read the Bible, it shows you things who God is. He blesses over and over. If it is God that gave you that miracle, ladies and gentlemen, he will do it again. Because he multiplies it. You must know him like that. You must know him as the God that brings multiplication. If it is him that did this, he's going to do it again. That is why I tell you that when somebody blesses you with money, don't you wait till it finishes because God trusts him to bring it to you. As you hold the money, you say, thank God. You are the God that brings multiplication. You are the, begin to quote the scriptures. Don't just look at them. And see the life. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Take the word of God and begin. Forget about your own words. Sometimes just pick the word of God from the scriptures and begin to recite it over and 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 see the potency of the word. When you are praying, and in that story, when you read, I don't remember, it's in the book of John or something, but Jesus went solitary, uh, solitary place to pray. As he was praying, the Bible says that there were thousands of men waiting for him to finish prayer so that he can come and speak the word to them. You are not praying, but you want to attract favor. It doesn't happen like that. Give yourself to prayer. Hide yourself as you are praying. God is working out the things out there. Pray. Why, even when you don't feel like praying, pray. Because sometimes the devil can even add to you not wanting to pray. Anytime you find an opportunity to pray, one minute, two minutes, three minutes, pray. Because you have no idea what is working out in the spirit. So for me, God spoke to me. From that day, Abba, I have dreams and I see myself standing like a place, two stadiums. <laughs> and I'm pretty to people like sand. And I can't even see them. And I'm going and people are following me. I'm climbing like I'm entering into an aeroplane. And dignities are following me. Because I found a scripture. So what would I do with scripture? Every day I will quote it. And as he prayed, there were thousands that were waiting for him. As he prayed, there were thousands that were waiting for him. You see, I'm, 
I'm bringing the word of God alive. Because you see, the word of God has no voice until you give the word of God a voice. Pick the word and give it a voice. It's called homologia. Speak what has been said. And see what happens. You are sick. You go and pick a scripture. By his stripes I were healed. 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 You are bringing the life out of the word and giving it a voice. In a moment, it's gone. Don't joke with the word, okay? Go on. I think verse 14, we almost. Uh -huh. this is the, so, Abraham, uh, this is what I wanted you to see. Please read, everybody, one go. This is one key for you. He waited patiently, where? In faith. You pray today, you don't see anything or you are giving up. You must wait in faith. What does it mean to wait in faith? You are patient. Knowing what you have said has been answered. For the Bible said that when we pray, believe in your heart that you have received it and you shall have it. So Lord, I have it in the name of Jesus. I don't see any sign thereof, but I believe I have it. I don't see there's no wind blowing, but I say I have it and I'm patient about it. I'm not, I'm not anxious. I'm not, when you begin to get anxious, there is a formula for you. Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing, but in all things, prayer and supplications. Let your request be made known unto God. So you see, when anxiety starts coming, when is this going to happen? When, hey, hey, you switch. Switch from the flesh to the spirit. Because you see, when you are in the spirit, you receive patience. Patience in faith. If God is telling you this, there's no way you will behave and receive. Do you know how, much, uh, how many years patience Abraham had to wait? 25. His patience in faith was 25 years. God called him at 75. It was 100 that he had a son. That year of 25 years is called patience. When I keep telling you, start building your faith. Because if there's no faith, where will, you, where will you hide your patience? Because patience will survive in faith. Patience can survive in stress. Yeah, it must survive in faith. So you must build the faith. And you are patient in there. <laughs> ah, Charlie, otherwise we can't do ministry because you see somebody's mega church but I praise you think it's in your prayer no you, you know how to pray but you don't know how to wait patiently a lot of people can pray but a lot of people can't wait now when they can't wait then they need to move from man of God to another man of God to lay hands to lay shoes to lay socks <laughs> It's not them. Look, they can speak over you. They can, but God must train you in patience. Because one day, he will put the burden of thousands on you. And you must make sure you are growing each and every one. It's not a joke. Sometimes you look like you are... Look, your, your marriage can even be at the verge of collapsing just because you are doing ministry. You can lose your children, your bonding. Because you are there with God. When the burden becomes too much, you cannot be at home doing family. You must always be hiding. 
Because the strength for thousands is not found in the bedroom. The strength for thousands is found in the secret place. It is when you go there, your, your shoulders are, are whitened up so that God can put the burdens of 100,000. Now, when you understand the burden, that is when you can now ask God for certain numbers of people. For you to ask God for 1,000 people, it depends on the shoulders you have. As you are asking for 1,000, Pastor Deboyo is asking for hundreds of thousands. And because he knows this is a heavy duty, he's always with God. 365 days, uh, 60 days every day praying or, or fasting. Every day with God. How can you handle? Namasa, Nipa 5, Nipa 10, and then we're trying to see what's coming. You cannot handle it. You need strength from here. Media people will pick you up. Things will start hitting you here and there. People will say you are fake. You went to collect juju. A whole lot of things. Do you have the tenacity? So we stand. If God doesn't trust you in that way, forget it. You can pray. He, it's only the hundred he will give you. That is your capacity. That's your capacity. Learn to be patient. Be patient in faith. Be patient does not mean you've lost it. Rather, be patient means that you will succeed in seeing it. Oh, oh, you didn't see it. Is there? Be patient means that what? You will succeed in seeing it. I think that's the last verse, right? It is very common for people to swear by oath, by something greater than, the, than themselves. For the oath will confirm their statement and end all disputes. So in the same way, God wanted to end all doubt and confirm it even more forcefully to those who would inherit his promises. His purpose was unchangeable. So God added to his vow the promise, to the promise. Now, what he's trying to say here is that it's like you seeing a girl, okay, and then you say you like the girl, you say let us date or do whatever you call it, court or whatever. Now, you promise the girl that I'm going to marry you without any commitment. Yes, in this 2023, it's a joke. Because <laughs> he's only telling you what you want to hear, right? Okay. So, now some people, they, even, they don't promise. They move to, I'll marry you. Because uh-huh. that's what you want to hear. Now, I'll marry you, you know, it's a vow. It's a promise. There's no commitment. Now, knocking. Forget it. You see? So those in the village, they are wild girls. They will say, I'm found I know my family home, sir. I say, I'm telling my who blade. I say, Tracy Mambako. Kabana, braha. Also dummy. Watch me boss all be pemio. Do you know what has happened? There's commitment to the vow. 
Now the promise has been taken to the next level. If you like, go to another girl and see. It looks like common blood. If, if you haven't done something before, you go and try. No, so in those, I mean, those, uh, they, like, God is saying, even him, his promise is not as, even though he's powerful, because there's not, nobody greater than him. So he swore by himself, meaning he's putting his integrity on the line. But to give you so much comfort, he's taking the promise to another level. He's adding commitment to it. Can you see that? Because what he's trying to say is that all, every promise he has said, you are going to receive it. Now, go on. So it is impossible for God to lie. For we know that his promise and his vow will never change. So can you see promise and vow? Now the King James says by two immutable things where in which God cannot lie. Uh-huh. By two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. We might have a strong consolation and have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Why? God has taken the promise to another level. Meaning, Alright? TPT. So, uh-huh. It is impossible for God to lie. Okay, we have this certain hope. Oh. Do you remember this one? We have a certain hope like a strong, unbreakable anchor. Holding our souls. Now, for you to know that once saved, you are saved. And uh, you need to qualify in that structure. This is one, one scripture that confirms. That ladies and gentlemen, your soul is anchored to God himself. Our anchor of hope is fastened to the mercy seat in the heavenly realm beyond the sacred threshold. We have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure uh while the billows roll, fasting to the rock which cannot move, grounded firm and deep. Oh, my soul is anchored. Go back, go back, read it again. I love it. Oh, we have this certain hope. Say, I have this hope. Like a strong, unbreakable anchor, holding our souls to God Himself. Our anchor of hope is fasting to the mercy seat in the heavenly realm beyond the sacred threshold. You know the sacred threshold? The holiest of holies. That is where your, your soul is anchored. I keep telling you. Once your soul is anchored to a place, that is your direction. Now you used to watch movies and you see people in a boat or ship. When they are coming to a particular place, before they get there, they, they, they would do the anchor like this. They look for a mountain and they would throw. And the thing will get hooked to the... Huh. Meanwhile, the boat has not gotten to the borders of the place. But once the anchor has, has, has hooked onto the rock, the ship has no direction but going to that place. Ladies and gentlemen, our souls have been anchored to Jesus Christ in the heavenlies beyond that sacred threshold. And so listen, when you die today, there's only one place for you. Where your soul is anchored, that is where you are going. Your soul has already been anchored to Jesus, our mercy seat.
by saying one direction for you. Somebody say, I am heaven bound. Say, I am heaven bound. I am heaven bound. I am heaven bound. I am heaven bound. You know what I'm going to say? You put in your status. I have one direction. I am heaven bound. I have one direction. I am heaven bound. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, our mercy seat. Jesus, our mercy seat. We have only one direction. We are heaven bound. Oh, he said, Don't be afraid of the one that can destroy your body and cannot destroy your soul. Why? The soul has already been anchored. But be afraid of the one that can destroy your body and destroy your soul. Now, you see, Jesus is in the holiest of holies. We are going to see the next one. He is the forerunner, He is the presetter. He has gone ahead of us. Look at it. And where Jesus, our forerunner, has gone in before us. Can I tell you something? When you became born again, he used, a, like, assuming a rope on your soul, on all of us. And he went, he carried, you are here on earth. But he carried your anchor, your direction. Not only into heaven, but into the holiest of holies, where the father is. And Jesus is the mercy seat in the sacred place. So Jesus has bound himself with the rope of your soul. Can I tell you something? No demon, no Satan can take your soul anywhere. It is impossible. It is already bound to Christ. You know, when you go to the port and a ship is about to dock, it throws its, you know, um, uh, what's it called? Anchor. Now, they know that this ship is coming. When you are about going to heaven, the angels of heaven know you are coming. Because your anchor is about coming. Your name is on your anchor. Now, when, you, when the ship docks, there are laborers there called seamen. Or they call them, um, there's a name for them. Ah. Steve Doris. They use small, small ships and small, small things to help the, the, the things. Huh? They are called Steve Doris. Now, the angels of God in heaven are waiting for you. They are your Steve Doris. That is why when a Christian dies today, the first batch of the Steve Doris will come and say, let's go home. And now you get into the holy, the, the holy place or the holiest of holies and there are a lot of Steve Doris. Everybody says, your father says, come. You are going. He said, let me show you here. Let me show you here. Because the ship has docked. We are about to dock our ships, ladies and gentlemen. And there's only one direction. Don't let the devil scare you. Once you are saved, your soul is anchored. Can you hear that? That's what I'm telling you. The devil is scaring you with death. Don't mind him. The worst he can do is to make you sleep here and wake up there. And you wake up in joy. Excited. Because you see your Steve Doris. They say, welcome to your father. 
said, and I saw the throne with thousands upon thousands and ten thousand upon ten thousand, the twenty-four elders, four beasts, and the menorah. Then David said, but I will enter into that gate with thanksgiving in my mouth and I will enter into the court. Ladies and gentlemen, when we get into heaven, there will be a song that will break out from our inside. We don't know which song it is, but it shall be praised in our maker. And as we are praising him, we are being drawn unto the Father. All I know is that there is one place for me to go. There is a place where my soul has been anchored. And nobody can do anything about it. Listen, if the devil can scare you with death, he's gotten you. Because you know the very thing you are afraid of is death. A Christian cannot be afraid when you know your soul has been anchored. It has been anchored once and for all. Eternally. You can't lose it. See, that's why you might be strong in the gospel. I just showed you five criteria before you lose your salvation. I'm now showing you another one. Where your soul has been anchored. Ladies and gentlemen, if these words don't give you confidence that you are heaven bound, ah, then you are in trouble. Look, and where Jesus, our forerunner, has gone before, the word forerunner is the word pesetta. A pesetta is somebody who initiates things. He starts new things before others copy. The first person that was, that was, that was raised from the dead was Jesus. The first begotten from the dead was Jesus. He was our pace setter. The first person to take our souls to the anchor was, was Jesus Christ. He's our pace setter. The world cannot hold it but to name vehicles after him. Yeah. You see the vehicle forerunner? Anytime you see forerunner in town, oh, say, my Jesus. He's my forerunner. Say, he's my forerunner. He's my forerunner. Do you think you are about to be great? No. Your forerunner went ahead to bring unto you greatness. You already have greatness. Everything you are looking for, Jesus, our forerunner, has gone ahead of us. And you are waiting for 2025. Jesus went ahead of you. Are you waiting for 20,000 years to come? Your forerunner has gone ahead. He has settled everything. That is why we are sure about the promises of God. They are yea and they are amen in Christ Jesus. They are. Go on. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. As he laid the foundation, as Jesus being our forerunner, he now began to go full form into Jesus, our high priest. And he said, Melchizedek's name means king of righteousness. I told you yesterday. He was the king of peace because the name of the city he ruled as king was Salem. Which means peace. In other words, Shalom. You remember Shalom in the Hebrew? Okay, and he was also a priest of the most high God. Now when Abraham was returning from defeating many kings in battle, Melchizedek went out to meet him and blessed him. Then Abraham took a tenth of everything he had won in the battle and gave it to Melchizedek. Tithe. This Melchizedek, Melchizedek has no father or mother or no record of any of his ancestors. He was never born and he never died. 
but his life is like a picture of the son of God a king priest forever Revelation chapter 1 verse 6 for he has made us king priest unto God our king priest is after Jesus Jesus' king priest is after Melchizedek righteousness is our foundation that is why when you became born again you became the righteousness of God when a man is righteous before God he is set for kingship and for priesthood now this priesthood is called the royal priesthood go on now let me show you proof of how great this Melchizedek is even though Abraham was the most honored and favored patriarch of all God's chosen ones he gave a tithe of the spoils of battle to Melchizedek it will be understandable if Melchizedek had been a Jewish priest for later on God's people were required by law to support their priests so it is not out of place when you give offerings in church because the priests were their relatives and Abraham's descendants but Melchizedek was not Abraham's Jewish relative and yet Abraham still paid him a tithe Melchizedek imparted a blessing on mighty Abraham who had now I want you to notice why he's saying mighty Abraham great Abraham, mighty Abraham because he wants to show you who Melchizedek is and who blesses who a blessing on mighty Abraham who had received the promises of God and no one could deny the fact that no one who has the power to impart a blessing is superior to the one who receives it. The King James Version says that the less is blessed by the greater. Which means that Abraham, even though God calls him a mighty man, Melchizedek, Melchizedek was greater. So Abraham the less was blessed by what? By who? By the greater. But what did the less do? The less gave a tithe unto him. Now you give tithe unto God not because he will, he will destroy your work. But you see yourself as less and him as the greater. So the evidence of tithe is to establish and express God as mightier than you. Because that is the, this is where tithe started from. I told you that Malachi was because the people were too stubborn. Look, if we would teach people how to give tithe, just like here, we don't struggle. Everybody understands. They know what to do. We don't call, hey, three months, you know. But when you teach them people grace about tithe, let them know that the envelope that you have in your hands is an expression of you telling God, I am the less. You are the greater. That's what John said when Jesus came. He said, I might decrease that he might decrease. No, You see, when God chooses people, Jesus said, of all the prophets that came, there is none greater like John. You didn't understand. Because John understood certain things that people didn't understand. Peter became the head of the people, of the believers, right? In his time. Because there was a revelation he saw that nobody saw. The revelation you find about God separates you. 
everybody pay, everybody gives their tithe. But there is a reason why you give. Some people give their tithe like God is a banker to banker man. Like as I give 50 cities, God must give me 5,000. It doesn't work like that. You will never receive anything. But you give your tithe. Saying, Lord, I am the lesser. And you are the greater. And I know that the, the less is blessed of the greater. That is the evidence of tithe. That is one of them. So nobody will force you to give. If you think you and God are co-equal, keep your tithe. If you think you are greater than God, keep your tithe. He is not angry at you. But the less is only blessed by the greater. Okay. Go on. Although the Jewish priests received tithe, they all died. They were mortal. But Melchizedek lives on. What does it mean? Your tithe enters into eternity. Your tithe enters into eternity. And so the promise that comes with tithe is eternal one. If you want to rely on me as your tithe, like people say, oh, do seek a man or so forth. No. If the man of God is not like me that doesn't believe that I will die, he will die. So your hopes are gone. But really, you are not giving to the man. You are giving to the king priest like Melchizedek. Who has no father nor mother. Who has no record of existence but exists. See, the tithe that Abraham gave Melchizedek did not give her a son. Give him a son. When he came to a son, God had to come from heaven himself. There's something giving does and there's something prayer does. And there's something visitations does. You must understand these things. So you are looking for a child. You don't give seed and test God as though, you know, God have given you. I'm covenanting with you. No human being can covenant with God. If you ever speak those language, change your mouth soon. Or now. No human being can covenant with God. You can't keep it. You cannot keep it. Jesus has already covenanted for you. Only learn to enjoy. All you have to do is to look into the scriptures and find out what he says we should do. Just, oh, just do them. Do them and see how the covenant is enacted, is, you know, unleashed. I will not continue. Maybe on Sunday, I'll continue these ones in chapter 8. For you to understand how God raised Jesus as the high priest. And if you don't acknowledge him as that high priest, there are a lot of things that will never happen to you, but they are supposed to happen for you. Things just don't happen in this life. Please just note it. The fact that you are a Christian does not mean things will just happen for you. There are things to do. And we get to understand these things from the word. He's the one sharing, sharing with us. Let me get to verse 15 and I stop. I'm not, I'm not explaining. I'm reading. Levin. I'll read very fast. Me 11. We have not read here. For although Levi was yet unborn, the seed from which Levi gave was present in Abraham when he paid his tithe to Melchizedek. Okay, so do you understand why your great, 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 great grandfather can do something to affect the... Because all of you were in his loins. That is why today, you don't need to joke with your life. Because there are generations inside here. You mess up today, it affects them for to, tomorrow. Have a generation 
Why they say all they know is God. And what we see about them is greatness. You build a legacy in the name of Jesus. For the Bible says that you must leave an inheritance. Not for your children, but your children's children. Generations. When they mention your name, Michael Ephraims, that name opens thousand doors. When they mention your name, Callistos, billions of doors are open because there was one great man. Today, if Einstein's son or daughter is alive today and bears his father's name, there are doors that will open. You don't need, maybe your parents didn't do that for you. Don't deny your children that opportunity. Serve God with all your heart. Learn to do everything he says. You are building a legacy. When you were getting married, they were charging goats, etc. When your children are getting married, don't collect anything. Give them houses. Give them cars. Give them comp- Give them money to start. That is the level. For listening to this message, we believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit, and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Raymond Knight, at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our prophetic service on Friday at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Vanessa service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-L Jadu, and on Instagram at Prophet Danny-L Jadu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. To receive our weekly newsletters, please subscribe to www.pdgministries.org. You can contact Word and Spirit International on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-54937-7290 or plus 233-50432-8959 or plus 233-27510800. So many people have received testimonies by listening to these podcasts. Now, if you are one such person, share your testimony with us by leaving a write up of it in the comment section or send it to us via email to contact pdgministries.org you were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world you are blessed victory in